This week on The Rail Splitter, the Abraham Lincoln podcast, we are going to chat with Mary about her visit to the great state of Ohio for her guy Sherman's birthday. And then we're also going to talk about our guy, Abraham Lincoln's birthday, and some possible gift ideas. Splitter, the Abraham Lincoln podcast. My name is Jeremy. With me this evening is Rail Splitter Mary. Hey, Rail Split Nash. Uh, Nick is not able to join us, so I'm sure he hopes that you're enjoying this listening to it while uh, forgetting that it's leap year and there's an extra day in February this <laughs> month. I don't know. I, I just I, I should have had something planned for what Nick would say, and I didn't. So there you go. No, I'm missing Nick's greeting right now, yeah. but that was a really good substitute right there. He, I think he'd probably say something close I to that. I think he would, yeah. yes. And we'll, we'll we'll find out in about four years. Yep, exactly. <laughs> next, next time it rolls <laughs> around. So um, we did have a couple uh, things we wanted to talk to you about um, regarding some exhibits at the Lincoln Museum for um, the start of our show where we talk about news in Lincoln. Um, I wanted to share, it's not exactly a news story, but it's not a This Week in Lincoln, so it just doesn't really fit anywhere. But I thought it was really interesting, uh, this story thing I stumbled across this week. So I was meeting with a colleague. Um, who I meet with uh, every other week. Um, one of the department chairs at our high school, I kind of work with, you know, talk to about curriculum and whatever else. Um, and somehow we were chatting, kind of making small talk. And she mentioned something um, because um, I, I lead a um, work from time to time around equity and racial consciousness, that kind of thing. Um, so she had mentioned that she had to have, that she had a conversation about, um, some about racism with her mom and it was kind of awkward and i said oh okay well tell me more and well her mom had found her my colleague's high school pennant you know like the the felt kind of triangle things that people put up for school spirit and she's like oh do you want this maybe you can put it up in your classroom um you know to kind of show kids where you came show your students where you came from well the mascot for her high school was the rebels and the logo, you know, she's probably about my age, maybe. She's probably mid-30s, maybe. I'm, you know, I'm 40, but whatever. Um, and it's like this little cartoonish bearded dude holding the stars and stars and bars, uh, the old Confederate flag, and it's the Rebels. Now, I'm like, okay. I I didn't know where she was from exactly. So I said, where, you know, I, where is a really small school. She was kind of talking about how, you know, they didn't have a science teacher, like the, you know, the, the art teacher also taught science and all kinds of stuff. I said, oh, okay, well, where, you know, where is this high school? Well, it's in a very tiny town in Illinois called Stronghurst, which is about two hours Northwest of Springfield, kind of near the Illinois, Iowa border kind of where like Illinois has a little bit of a little bit, bit of a belly there where it kind of comes in South or part of it is South of Iowa. So she went to this school that was called Southern high school and their mascot was the rebels. And I said, wow, 
that's crazy. I, I, you know, interesting, you know, the, the whole story behind it. And I'm like, they had to have changed the mascot by now. She said it merged with another school. I said, oh, was it the Yankees? And she said, yes, it merged. So the Southern High School Rebels merged with the Union High School Yankees to create a new high school. So um, I was kidding when I guessed that they were the Yankees, and they were. So the neighboring town of Biggsville had the Union High School Yankees, and um, their rivals in Strong Stronghurst, Illinois, were the Southern Rebels. Um, the Southern High School Rebels opened in 1971, and they closed in 2005. Whoa. So they were the Rebels with the Confederate flag until 2005 when the Rebels and Yankees apparently met in Wilbur McLean's front parlor and decided that they were going to merge. Um, so the Yankees and the Rebels merged, uh, creating what they call now the West Central High School Heat. <laughs> what? So, yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was just fascinating that, one, there was a school in Illinois, really north northwest Illinois, yeah. or basically kind of central west Illinois, that was called the Rebels, and then they merged with the Yankees, you know, which is – too crazy to to be true, but it is true. So yeah, yeah um, these are both very very tiny schools. Um, and when they merged, I think they still only have a few hundred students. So wow, I thought you were going to tell me she was like, and yeah, this is going to sound like I'm stereotyping here. I thought you were going to tell me she was like from somewhere in the southern U.S. where I would like. I think there's still schools that probably exist with that mm-hmm. that name, mm-hmm. but a northern school, I've. Their their yeah. fight song was sung to the tune of a song called "Waiting on the Robert E. Lee." <laughs> wow! So yeah, it's. I mean, oh. there are some some stereotypes um, and misconceptions about um, anything south of I eighty Illinois, which is yeah. basically kind of like cuts the state um, across from like Iowa, the Quad Cities area, straight yeah. across through like southern the tip, the southern edge of what could be considered the Chicago, you know, area that they're they're basically in the South. Um, That's not my, you know, not that there's anything wrong aligning with the stereotypes from the South, of course, which we also don't necessarily believe to be true, but, but yeah, there's, you know, there's, there's a distinct cultural difference by and large as Mm -hmm. you go South. And apparently this pretty tiny town right out, you know, not far from the Mississippi river, um, really was clinging to some sort of wow. allegiance to that, to that. So yeah, rebels and the Yankees rival schools. And then they came together to form the heat it's- of all things. So anyway, that was my wow. story. That's very, it's actually very interesting. It was not when you said you had a story and yet just Jeremy and I were talking a bit before how the show was going to go. And he said he had a story and I was like, didn't tell me anything about it. So I was kind of like, how is this going to go? It was, that's really interesting, though. Like, yeah, I, and I, I, I did the same thing. I thought, oh, she must be from pretty far south, or yeah. Um, well, at first, I, I didn't. We never had that conversation. I had thought that I had heard that this particular colleague of mine was from Wisconsin, but she's, you know, clearly not. So, anyway, it was funny. Yeah, that's that's. Really, it's and I mean, I think you know, probably her mom was like, "Oh, here, it's nostalgic." Not, yeah. not thinking of... Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, it's very much that, you know, cartoon kind of Yosemite Sam looking guy with the, yep. except his beard was white and he's holding that Confederate flag. So yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yep. I was, um, a boring Viking. Oh yeah. For high school. Yeah. And our, our symbol was exactly like the Minnesota Vikings. Oh really? Yep. Yeah. We, uh, I was, and we were the Indians and we have, they still have the most stereotypically oh, offensive mascot. Really? It's horrible at my high school, but oh. now I teach at the rival high school. Um, and so I can hate on them. Yep. Um, and this is completely <laughs> off topic. Yep. Well, uh, but I had a conversation with a colleague from Oklahoma who's, who's a superintendent and his predecessor stole literally just stole our logo, our copyrighted logo. Um, and they have the same colors as us. So instead of giving him a cease and desist, we're going to get him become sibling schools. So hopefully I'll have a podcast episode about, you know, maybe doing some civil war tourism when we do a student exchange in Oklahoma and we go down there to check that out. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. So, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Got off in the weeds as we do on the real splitter podcast. Um, so Mary, you were going to talk a little bit about some exhibits that you had seen, um, posted, I think, um, we had posted in our Facebook group. Yes. Eric Lee, who is a very frequent poster in our Mm -hmm. Facebook group. So thank you, Eric. We actually met. Awesome dude. Yes. We met him, um, when we were in Springfield, which was really awesome. Um, so he posted a couple of weeks ago that there was some new artifacts on display at the Abraham Lincoln presidential library, library museum that he had never seen before. Um, so there's the pardon for Dr. Samuel Mudd from Andrew Johnson. Um, as all, all of you probably know, uh, Sam, Dr. Mudd was, uh, part of the conspiracy to at first kidnap, but then assassinate Abraham Lincoln. He was the, his house was where Booth stayed after Booth fled Washington. Dr. Mudd set his, uh, broken ankle and um, was put on trial for being part of the conspiracy. And I think he spent time at a prison. It's in, I can't pronounce it, but I think it was like dry tortugas. I'm totally butchering, butchering that. It's, Ooh, in, it's in Florida. It's mm-hmm. in Florida. And I think you can go and like camp on the island or something. I, I oh, know cool. a few people who have gone and done that. Um, there's a piece of rope used in the execution of Lewis Powell, who again, conspirator in the Abraham Lincoln... Um, assassination he was the one that uh, went and tried to assassinate uh secretary of state seward and then the medal of honor awarded by bill clinton to the descendants of an escaped slave turned soldier named andrew jackson smith and then his descendants donated it to the museum so three very interesting artifacts um on display there now so if you're in the area i'm i'm guessing they're they're still on display um, but this is what I like about the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library Museum is they they do rotate what is on display probably because they have such a large collection. And I know that is really tough for, um, you know, some of the museums I worked in, that wasn't something that was possible. You know, you'd have to keep your um, artifacts on display sometimes for a couple of years because you just didn't have the staff to, you know, because it takes time to figure out how are you going to display that artifact, mm-hmm. getting the research done for it, the text um for the panels if you need to put any of those up so um i think this is really awesome so thank you eric and um thank you for sharing that so anybody in that area will know that it's on display now yeah and if uh if eric is posting things that he hasn't seen that must mean that they're pretty cool because he's spent a a lot of hours uh helping out at the museum which is um 
a cool experience to, to hear about and uh, enjoyed hearing about that when we were in Springfield. Um, and, uh, I want to get down there. We're trying to plan our fair spring trip when we're going to go down. Uh, my family and I, uh, the spring might be early April we're looking at. So hopefully some of that stuff will, uh, may still be there. Um, and you know, I'd like to take a look at it. Um, an interesting collection of, of items because mm-hmm. you know, you have something from a, an execution and then a, a medal of honor. Um, and then of course the, you know, a couple you know, the, the pardon having to yeah. do with, um, that as well. So, um, yeah, I think it just kind of speaks to the breadth of items in the museum. Um, uh, when we kind of point these things out, like there is not just a bunch of, you know, Lincoln stuff and it's not like crazy obscure, um, you know, they they do have that like you know whatever something he signed in 1850 whatever mm-hmm. like they do have a lot of that stuff and it's cool but they have so 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 much more so um you've heard us talk about the museum and how wonderful it is but, but that, that i think is a good example of of why it is yep. so um the first we kind of have a double birthday episode uh this week uh where we're going to talk first about sherman's birthday because he had a big one yep. and then we'll talk of course about Abraham Lincoln's birthday, uh, which happened last week. So um, February 8th uh, was General William Tecumseh Sherman's bicentennial, 200th birthday. And Rail Splitter Mary got to celebrate as every Shermanite would (laughs) love to have celebrated by going to Lancaster, Ohio to check out their celebration. So Mary, why don't you tell us about this fantastic event all right well yeah it was a really actually i went into it thinking okay this is going to be exciting but i came away from it thinking like wow this is really it was really really awesome it was better than i expected it to be so this was my second time visiting lancaster um which if you ever find yourself in that area definitely think about going there it is um there's actually a lot of history stuff to do there um so I started off by touring the Sherman House Museum, which was, it's usually closed this time of year, but it was open specifically for his bicentennial. And um, I've been there once before, but I thought, you know, what the heck, do another tour. And because it's led by different tour guides, like you find out different stuff, like each tour guide does it differently. Like both tours I've been on have been excellent, but I found out different information in each one, which is awesome and the people there they're so nice they're like you know ask a question they're able to answer it the home is where sherman was born and he lived in until the age of nine when his father passed away and at that time he like you know he had lots of brothers and sisters um the the family was typically split up unfortunately but sherman was lucky that he just moved a few doors down to the ewing household and so he was still able to see his mother on a regular basis and um, so he was in Lancaster, you know, till he went to West Point. And um, they, so they give a guided tour through most of the home. And afterwards, you're free to look around the exhibits upstairs, which are focused on Sherman's time in the Civil War. And um, there's quite a few interesting artifacts there. Um, one of the artifacts they had connected directly to his birth was the, was his cradle, which was pretty awesome to see that. It was pretty cool to be in the home where he was born exactly 200 years ago um, on that day. And um, so the first interesting thing that happened to me was I was going outside to my car to get some money because I was, of course, buying souvenirs. 
Yes, Nick, I bought a mug. I was going to say you had to have bought a mug. Bought a mug. It's a travel mug, though, so it's a practical travel mug. <laughs> and it says on it, keep calm and march on. So, oh, I like that. Yes, it's my, it's it's... my work mug. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's what, what I put my coffee in every day. Um, so I was outside and there was this guy standing down at the bottom of the stairs and he's like, can you take my picture? And so I'm like, yeah, so I'm taking his picture and I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, oh, he looks kind of like Sherman. So just, we got talking and, um, I said, I'm like, I am so like, I'm so socially awkward sometimes. <laughs> like, I said, I'm like, oh, you look kind of like Sherman. And he's like, just kind of nods and said, do you portray Sherman? And he's like, well, actually, yes, I do. And I just did an, oh, my God, I know where I've seen you before. Um, And he had actually been portraying Sherman at the Hale Farm in Ohio, which is um, just, I think it's south of Cleveland. They have a Civil War reenactment there, uh, second weekend of August every year. One of my friends went a couple years ago and sent me pictures of the Sherman portrayer, who I happened to meet outside of the house. Um, So turns out his name was Chris. He's a very nice guy, and he portrays General Sherman. I think you're safe if you see someone that looks, you know, remarkably like Sherman while you're at the Bicentennial. That's probably the safest yeah. place you can just be, like, asking them if they portrayed yeah. Sherman. I can imagine that being a little bit of an awkward question if you're, like, at a mall. You're at the and, grocery you know, store. Yeah, you're in Little Rock, Arkansas or something, and you're like, hey, you got, like, a reddish tint to your beard. Yep. You portrayed. I, uh, I just want to make it clear. I don't do that everywhere. Oh, I, I know. I, yeah, just, <laughs> just, it'd be pretty just, cool just, if you did. Yeah, you just, might like create Sherman presenters by just by just planting the seed in some lookalike's head. Yeah. Well, there was um, a baseball player for the Indians, um, and I can't think of what his name is, but he's got a red beard. He looks like a young Sherman. And I said to Jer last year, I'm like, if his career fails. <laughs> He could become a Sherman reenactor. He's he's got a second career. He's all got lined a second up. career. I will help I'm him. Sure, out it's with just that. as lucrative as a major yep. league baseball career. I will help set him up with that. Um, so, anyway, after that, we, um, my one friend and I, we went and grabbed lunch because um, we had a few hours to kill before with the party started at six o'clock. Um, we actually also met um, my friend Jen, who she flew in all the way from Utah. Uh, Mm -hmm. she's Jen Rowling on Twitter. She is an amazing artist. She does, um, probably a few real splitters know about Inktober. Um, this past October, she did general grant for all of her Inktober and it's where you do a different, you know, piece of art each day based on a theme. (laughs) When you said that, I'm like, did she get a bunch of tattoos? No, no, no. Different no, kind of no, ink. No. Sorry. <laughs> no. Like, wow, that is no. That's dedication. No. Like, this month, I'm going to get these tattoos. No. Um, okay, different kind of ink. All right. Yeah, and I'll talk to I'm her and see you. if I can share some of her picture or like her artwork um, on our Facebook page as well as on Twitter. Um, so anyway, the the party was held at the Mill Event Center, which is an old historic mill. It was a very nice venue. Um, there was, I think, around a hundred people there. Um, anyway, so when I went into like register, they're like, oh, and I had tickets number two and three. So that can tell you where I was sitting the day that the tickets went on sale. Like I was right there as soon as they went on sale. I don't know who ticket number one was, but anyway, I was the, oh, you're the person from Canada. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) yep. Yep, I'm. I'm that's kind of how, how you go in Civil War circles. The Canadian, yeah. Well, they even when they got up to um, start things off, they're like, "We just want to announce that we have a person here from Canada and a person here from Utah." 
And it was Jen and I, and we're both like sitting at the table. We're like, oh, God, they're talking about us. Um, so at this party, there was like food. There was a cash bar because it's Sherman's party. After all, you couldn't have a dry event. Um, but they also did these historical vignettes um, with two history professors um, who portray Grant and Sherman. Derek Maxfield portrays Grant and Tracy Ford portrays Sherman. And they performed two acts from this critically acclaimed play called Now We Stand By Each Other Always. And they were conversations that Grant and Sherman had during the Civil War. And when I was watching these vignettes that they did, it was like I, I felt like I was watching Grant and Sherman. Like, the guy, like Derek, who played Grant, just would sit there very stoically. You know, and they each had a cigar. And Sherman kept pouring himself what was quote-unquote bourbon turned out he said it was iced tea at the end of it all and he had poured one for grant and grant was basically just holding the glass during the entire thing but um tracy who portrayed sherman was up walking around all the time he would warm his hands by this like kind of fake campfire they had um but it was a really interesting look into perhaps how some of the conversations might have went between these two men and um, it made me want to look up a little bit more about the play and maybe see if I could see the full thing performed sometime because it was really, uh, it was cool that they did that there. Um, and the table we sat at, we actually, when um, my friend and I arrived, we found Jen immediately and we went and sat with her and she'd found a table right at the front. Well, then who comes and sits down with us but Chris, the Sherman portrayer who I had met earlier. <laughs> <laughs> He's dressed up as Sherman from, like, you know, post-Civil War. And uh, he's not there officially. He just came as someone who loves Sherman. And he thought, well, why not? They're going to have, like, a look-alike con. They had a look-alike contest and costume mm-hmm. contest and all that later on in the evening. Um, we came in second place during the trivia. Oh, nice. So I got to pick out a free book about uh, Civil War photography, which was pretty cool. Yeah, heck yeah. Um, we tailgated afterwards, the four of us outside, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, there was Jen and Chris and I all uh, smoked cigars. Oh, and, nice! Like because the party ended at ten, and we carried it on till eleven o'clock in the parking lot until it got too cold. Um, but it was a very, very fun night. Um, I felt like it was a very fitting tribute and celebration to. To General Sherman, there was a lot of people there um, at this. And I think it's something they do every year, but they keep it a little bit quieter. But I think for the bicentennial, they're obviously going to to do a little bit more. Um, made me wonder if, because um, I think next year is uh, 2021 will be Grant's bicentennial. Oh, wow. Makes me wonder if they would do something for him, because I would kind of into going these birthday parties now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's uh there might be a lot of them cuz Grant's Grant's kind of mm-hmm. has a lot of a lot of cities claim him. Yeah. Um I know St. Louis does and Galena, Illinois does and I'm sure I can't remember what city in Ohio um would be uh Grant's birthplace, but I'm sure they also claim him as well. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, Point yeah, Pleasant, Point Pleasant, I think. That's in right. Ohio okay, yeah. is his uh is his birthplace. So Do you know what time of year that may be? Uh I can look it up. Oh, I should know. We we weren't a show in 2009, otherwise we would have had a different one. It's it's uh, it's in April oh, and it's, it's actually, actually 20 it's 2022. 2022. Yep, 22. Yeah. yeah. Um but that'll be a nice time of year, um late April in in 
22 will be Grant's um, bicentennial. bicentennial. Yeah. So. And actually that will also, 2022 will be Rutherford B. Hayes's bicentennial. On October well, how about 4th. that? He was a Civil War general also, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, so, cool. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like that was fun. Uh, yeah. And kind of, uh, you know. Right up your alley, obviously, yeah, it, too. It was uh, it was my type of party. I'm not, like, sometimes I feel kind of awkward going into social situations, but this one I'm like, oh, these are all people who are, you know, there's Civil War reenactors walking around. Uh, there's women dressed up in these beautiful Civil War gowns. I just wore jeans and my Sherman T-shirt because um, I was stressing way too much about what to wear. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, screw it. My, my one friend that I went with said, let's just wear jeans and like some kind of shirt related to the event and that'll make yeah, things a lot I, easier. I think you're, you're safe with that. Yeah. Yeah. And we like, no one was like, Oh, what are you being too casual? No, nobody was, everybody was really, really nice. And mm-hmm. it was an all around uh, very fun evening. So yeah, it sounds, it reminds me a lot of when Nick and I went to the Lincoln presenters conference where um, it just kind of had a similar feel from just, I kind of got the same feel from when you were explaining it, where it's just, just like when you, whenever you have a collection of like-minded folks, um, kind of add a place for a common purpose. There's just kind of an energy to it. And uh, kind of sounds like that was similar, uh, a similar type of experience. Yeah. Yep. And they did have a Lincoln reenactor there too. Um, trying to think of what his name was. And I think it was Ron. I think his first name is Ron. But anyway, he was there dressed up as Lincoln. All right. As well. So, so that was cool too. Yeah. And I, yeah, I've heard that name. So, We've uh, we've crossed paths with a handful of Lincoln presenters yep. since we've uh, started the show, and uh, it's always kind of fun to see see them and see them pop up in like advertisements and stuff, mm-hmm. which which tends to happen. So cool, yeah. Well, um, if anybody out there in Rail Split Nation sees or hears of events that are similar to that or attends one, uh, definitely let us know and post some photos or whatever on on our facebook page um because we like to hear about that stuff and of course we always want to do a signal boost for events like that because you know sometimes they struggle to to get the word out if it's a niche kind of audience that they're looking for and i think we have <laughs> very much a niche mm-hmm. uh, audience as well that they kind of would share that so um yeah definitely if if you know of any of those or if you have any of those in your town uh, let us know and we can definitely uh, give it a shout out and then hopefully have someone in rail split niche uh, attend it and let us know how it is. So cool. Yeah. Well, I was really happy to see that you got to go because um, I know it's not always easy to, to travel and you know, travel to another country and well, all that kind of stuff. This so. time of year too. Like when I left for Ohio, I think I drove in every single season because I left, oh, on the, wow. I left on the Thursday night <laughs> and it was like rain it was sunny when I left, and then I hit rain, and then I hit snow, and then I hit ice pellets. There you go. Midwest yep. for you. Yep. So, cool. Uh, so we're going to transition over to the second part of our show, which is continuing with the birthday theme, the February birthday theme. Uh, or, of course, we're going to talk about Abraham Lincoln's birthday. Um, and uh, a couple, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, we, we did 200 and however old he was. Nine. Um, 209, 209. Uh, reasons why we love Lincoln. Um, that's difficult to do more than once. <laughs> um, so uh, this year we decided, uh, what would we get him as gifts? Uh, if we could get Abraham Lincoln a gift uh, and he were around to accept it, 
what would that gift be? And I think that was a really good idea. I think it was Mary's idea. It was Nick's, um, actually. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, oh, it was all right. Nick's idea. Yeah. Uh, so, Nick, yeah, great idea. And unfortunately, he came up with a great yep. idea. And then we're like, we're going to record when you're busy. Yep. <laughs> um, but anyway, so uh, so we each have some ideas. Um, and I believe some of you all had some ideas as well, um, if I'm reading our notes correctly. Um, so, uh, I, Nick uh, sent in his um, idea um, for a gift. So Nick, if you were to buy a gift for Abraham Lincoln's birthday, would get him a book by Hunter S. Thompson called Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail of 72. Uh, so um, I know Nick is a, a Hunter S. Thompson fan. You, you probably are you are maybe more familiar with his Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, um, which is a book, of course, that was turned into a Johnny Depp movie. So um um, but, uh, he also did some Gonzo style journalism for the campaign trail of 1972, um, which, uh, of course was, uh, Richard Nixon's reelection campaign, um, where he was campaigning against, uh, Eugene McCarthy, I believe, um, and Vietnam war was very much a central, um, uh, campaign point of that, uh, particular, campaign um there was very much a push to get out of vietnam at that point and you know the the transition period between the 60s and 70s um definitely created an interesting political landscape um so nick's reasons for giving him that book of course are that it's one of nick's favorites but also lincoln of course loved to read and was a political junkie um so i think uh or you know Take, kind of extrapolating from what Nick said, I can imagine that Lincoln would be interested in, in that particular uh, campaign, especially if you compare it along with the campaign of 68, which I think is also fascinating. Um, so it kind of reads like a novel and there's lots of interesting characters and there was a lot of political maneuvering. And um, that was kind of back in the days, um, the, the, the last days of the, of the conventions being huge on the Democratic side of determining the nominee and, you know, much less than it is now, although we may see a convention fight this time around um, on the Democratic side. Um, and then Nick also felt that uh, Lincoln would enjoy uh, the craziness of Hunter S. Thompson, which is definitely unique. His, his gonzo journalism is a, a genre that he um, essentially invented, um, you know, where it's kind of that immersive uh, approach to journalism uh, and then kind of writing in a narrative style about it. Uh, so I think that's a great gift. I, I, I think it's definitely um, creative, I guess. Um, not a lot of people probably would have gone there. So I think it's a, a great choice by Nick. And hopefully Abraham Lincoln uh, would be interested in reading Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail. I thought that was a really awesome choice. I've never read Hunter S. Thompson. I know my brother is a huge fan of him. Um, but when I got Nick's... Uh, when Nick sent that into us tonight, I was not surprised, but, you know, also pleasantly surprised. I'm like, yeah, this is so Nick. Yes. This is so something that he would give Abraham Lincoln. Very much so. So, uh, Mary, did you want to share uh, either yours or maybe some from our Facebook page? Um, yeah, well, there weren't really from our Facebook page. We got more tributes to Lincoln, I think it was. Um for his birthday, um, so Jackson Bly shared photos from Lincoln sites that he's been to over the years. Jackson posts quite a bit on our on our Facebook page, and he just, you know, on his birthday, he shared, you know, Lincoln sites, Lincoln artifacts that he's seen over the years. Um, I think my favorite was there was, I think it was the statue in Springfield where Lincoln is reading the book. 
and uh, Jackson had put his glasses on Lincoln. And I thought that was I'm like, oh, that's so cool. That's mm-hmm. that's really cool. Um, and then Andrea, um, another frequent Facebook poster too. Um, she posted that the Kindle version of the complete papers and writings of Abraham Lincoln was on sale on Amazon on Lincoln's birthday. Oh, that's yeah. It's yeah. always good to look for deals on, uh, um, the, you know, holidays and things like that. Yep. So. And um, there were half price memberships at the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum that day. Um, and Mark Fields, who's a fairly new rail splitter, he shared some amazing sketches that he has done of Lincoln. Like they, they are so, he's very, very talented. So they're on our Facebook page. So if you haven't seen them yet, check them out. And um, Brian Sue posted about a new Lincoln watch that is available from never heard of them before the Sagamon watch company, which I think hmm. is Lincoln on like kind of a paddle boat thing going down the Sagamon river. Cool. There's a new watch release for his birthday. And as for what I would buy for Abraham Lincoln for his birthday, I kind of looked at this as like, okay, what would I get him from any time period? And um, Nick is going to not like me very much for this one, <laughs> but I would give Abraham Lincoln an, a subscription to Audible. Oh, nice. I like that. So instead of giving him a book, yep. you're giving him access to all the books. Right. Well, I figure, you know, like, you know, if time doesn't matter and if he had the technology, you know, he used to like to go for walks, um, often by himself. And, you know, it'd probably be nice if he could listen to an audio book or something or if he was working on something or not able to sleep, then... And I think he would really embrace the technology um, of Audible as well that, you know, that we have of audiobooks too. So, yeah, I think that's a great selection. And um, I think it kind of fits in with his, um, I don't want to say absent mindedness, but, you know, it kind of, you know, stories of his youth, it kind of, people felt he always had his head in the clouds and, you know, was kind of a thinker and, a, you know, that kind of thing. So, um it also may have made him a little bit more efficient because there's, of course, the story of him plowing a row and then reading a few pages of a book and then plowing another row and reading a few pages. So at least this way he could continue he could to listen to the audiobook, you know, without having to stop and take a reading break. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I would give him is a subscription to audio, uh, Audible. I like that. And then, of course, uh, he can pick any audiobook that he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I uh, thought a lot about the gift that I w- would give Lincoln, <laughs> and I came up with my first idea. I was like, oh, that's kind of good, and then I realized it could be taken very much the wrong way um, where I was thinking about um, tickets, like theater tickets. I'm like, oh, that'd be really cool. He loved the theater. I'm like, you idiot. Why would you? Like, that is Hashtag too soon. <laughs> the worst gift you could get. And I'm like, yeah. So I, I was ready to be like, figure out like oh man what what kind of broadway i get him like tickets Royal to Shakes. hamilton <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and i'm like nope I, that was stupid i really should not have even thought that um so i actually had two um that i came up with which are very different but um i would give him some, either you know youtube would be a way but you know tickets are a way to see um stand-up comedy um because i think that that's mm-hmm. something that that 
existed in a much different way in his time. But like, I feel like he kind of had that role a little bit where he was kind of like the center of, you know, the, the focus of attention in a room kind of telling jokes and like to tell stories. And a lot of his humor was through stories. And I think that that was kind of the early, um, examples of what became stand-up comedy and i think now it's just you know one of i feel one of the most um potentially intelligent and um engaging and thought-provoking forms of entertainment out there um so i would i would get lincoln um tickets to some stand-up comedy who would i have him go see like Trevor Noah comes to mind. You know, of course yeah. he's the host of the daily show. I think, um, I like Pete Holmes a lot. He's cleaner, which probably isn't up <laughs> Lincoln's alley necessarily, but, um, I think he also kind of talks about, um, spiritual things outside of a real like traditional religious context, which I think would align with Lincoln. And then of course I like the political, you know, um, liberal leaning, comedians and i think lincoln would kind of like that sort of satirical approach to criticism of you know politics and politicians and policies um i think that would align well with with his style and i think he would kind of enjoy seeing how humor has kind of evolved since his time um so that's something that i would give him as a gift uh the other thing that i came up with as a gift for lincoln um is kind of a non-traditional gift, although I have seen different people posting about it as a gift idea, um, which would be um, counseling or therapy. I think that yeah. um, that, would, that certainly was something that Lincoln did not have access to. Nobody did uh, in the mid to late 19th century. Um, but when he had depression um, and some to some degree for his whole life, but when you think about him, losing two children um one while he was in the most stressful position in the world um and trying to keep the rest of his family together and keep his marriage going and either owning a small business as an attorney or her being the president of the united states like the psychological toll especially for someone who was living with depression or possibly living with depression um therapy is super helpful and, and a wonderful thing and something that uh, I think is increasingly becoming destigmatized, which is great. Um, but I think that that's something that we have today um, that we don't often think about as kind of, you know, we often think about the internet and, you know, mm. um, cell phones and whatever else is, um, you know, antibiotics, you know, like as like the big advances that we've made, but I think we've also made quite a lot of advancements um, and things that we don't think about. And I think that's one of them where um, people who are struggling with mental illness um, are not as stigmatized. I'm not saying that they're not, um, but it's not nearly to the degree. And I think that, of course, many people are recognizing the benefits of counseling or therapy. And I think Lincoln would have benefited from it and maybe perhaps gotten a little bit more joy in his life um, if mm-hmm. he was able to to process his grief in a way that was healthier or as we believe to be healthier now than his method, which historians believe is largely based on him immersing himself in work and mm-hmm. kind of spending, you know, extreme hours working and, and kind of avoiding um, dealing with that grief. So yeah, the depression combined with that most profound tragic events in his family, I think um, 
counseling <laughs> would be a gift, um, which is a bit of a non-traditional gift, something you can't wrap up, but um, I think it could have been useful. No, and I, I completely agree with you. Um, and just in, in line with that, you know, about the stigma that depression once had and that it's breaking, I think if Abraham Lincoln were alive today, he would be one of people who was vocal about his struggles mm-hmm. um, so that people don't feel so alone as well. And I think he would try, he would be one of those ones that was trying to break that stigma around depression. Yeah, I think so too. And it's, it's hard to tell because especially um, around the Ed Rutledge, you know, mm-hmm. time frame, like yeah. there are a fair amount of documentation, the historic record show that his friends were concerned about him. So like, I mean, I, there is evidence that, you know, he talked about his feelings and everybody knew that he was distraught, you know, and they were concerned about self-harm. Um, but I don't, you know, so I, that's there. I don't think that that's reported as much. It's not going to show up as much um, in extant material unless it's correspondence. And of course we don't have as much correspondence as I'm sure Lincoln had. So maybe he did talk a little bit about it. You know, maybe he and Joshua speed or somebody, mm-hmm. you know, you know, perhaps he did have a support system. Um, I can't imagine he was really looking to a support system um, when, when Willie died, but maybe, you know, um, you know, he obviously had a lot going on, but, um, and then of course when Eddie died and they were still in Springfield. So, um, and I think, you know, you also have Tad, you know, and he's, he's still got to be a dad mm-hmm. to, to Tad and then his relationship with Robert. I mean, there's just so much there and he's been psychoanalyzed by so many yeah. historians correctly, incorrectly with evidence, without all, you know, every different kind of conjecture has been made about the state of his mental health. Um, because, because of course there was no, there's no framework to talk mm-hmm. about it in those days. So, um, I do feel that that could be, a. um, I think that that would have been nice for him to have. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Both of your ideas are awesome. Those are, oh, thank you. It's really good theater tickets. Little bit. I don't it, like. Hashtag too I was soon. just thinking, like, what did Abraham Lincoln like? He likes the, the theater. theater. That would be a real. And I'm like, how oh, you idiot. Like, well, on that line though, I do think he would have really enjoyed the musical Hamilton. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I think he would I have think, loved that. Yes, yes. I, I think the the combination of history and poetry and music, of course, like yeah. uh, were all things that he certainly liked. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, I sure liked it. So yeah, I I was gonna go see it in Toronto, um, because but then I just adult things came in, like you know money and all that, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna put this on hold. But then it was announced a few weeks ago that they recorded with the original cast, mm-hmm. and I'm quite content to yes. be able to see it that way because I was a little bit worried because I had an image of it in my mind from listening to the soundtrack umpteenth times mm-hmm. of how it was going to be. And then having to see another cast do it, that probably sounds really, really snobby and pretentious, but I mm-hmm. was like, I'm just happy. I get to sit and watch it in my home. Yes. Yeah. Me too. I mean, yeah. And like, it'll be interesting to see how they do it. Cause the staging is really, really, mm-hmm. um, just cool how they how they do it with with very little set decorations yeah. and you know all that kind of stuff. I, I did get a chance to see it in Chicago um, and it was was incredible, um, absolutely incredible. So I would 
love to see it again. I don't think it's going to be in Chicago very much longer. So um, I think the window of opportunity is closed for now, but I'm sure I'll come back many times in revivals and whatnot. And, um, and of course the Hamill film will be pretty cool as well. And um, I agree. I think Lincoln would, that is one theater ticket I think would be okay. Yes. I think we could all splurge and get him front row seats for that. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Be a joint rail splitter effort. There you go. All right. Um, so if you have any gift ideas for Abraham Lincoln's birthday, definitely send them our way because we'd love to hear what others think as well. I'm sure there's lots and lots of good ideas out there. Um, so uh, we did want to talk a little bit about the Rail Splitter Book Club because I know Mary had put some feelers out on that. So, Mary, did you want to talk about um, the book club? Sure. Yeah. Like, so it's been it's actually been over a year since we've done a real Twitter book club. And I, um, Andrea had posted about, um, another book, um, Lincoln's last trial. And then I had seen a post on Lincoln's birthday, um, from this one history account that I follow on Twitter about, um, 16 days by, um, Noah Andre Trudeau, who's one of my favorite civil war authors. And, um, I got, it got me thinking like both those books. I'm like, well, we haven't done Real Splitter Book Club in a while. So I decided last night I did a poll on the Facebook page and I'm going to take it to Twitter as well to find out on there because not everybody's on Facebook and not everybody is on Twitter, which I completely respect that. Yeah, um, no kidding. Um, I have a uh, side note, love, hate relationship with Facebook. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not my favorite social media platform. Um, but anyway, so we've had quite a few respond already on um, the poll that I put on the Facebook page. So thank you to those who have responded. There seems to be overwhelming majority that want it, um, except for Nick, who voted only if Nick picks the book. Did he put that in as a choice? I put that in as a choice, oh, as good. a joke. Okay. And then then I see his, like, because he's not actually on Facebook. I see Harlem News or either Harlem Vets pop yeah, up, and the, I'm like, yeah, yeah Nick, yeah. yeah, Nick. That's him. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. I put that Nick, in there he's just not on for him. Facebook. Yes, he is. That's just yeah, what it, yeah. I, just I what put that in is. there for him. He was one of the first ones to respond. <laughs> I was also so, going to add in only if it's a Millard Fillmore biography. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah, so, yeah. Nick's not here, so there you go. There's the Millard Fillmore. There, reference. I did it. I did it. Yeah, we got that. You did his intro, and I did the Fillmore reference. There you go. Yeah, I think we've, okay. we've got it covered. We still so. miss it. We still miss you, though, Nick. Like, it's, yeah, miss you. I yeah. mean it. So, um, um, so anyway, we, I I think this means we should probably do Real Spitter Book Club at some point mm-hmm. again. Yes. Yeah, that would the be books. the third installment. Yeah. Um, but, you know, of course, if you're new to the podcast, we do separate them out. And, you know, we don't give you all a reading assignment that's super daunting that no. nobody will do. So, um, yeah, we put it in sizable pieces and yeah. um, really kind of break it down. And um, it doesn't matter what the book's picked. Uh, you're going to get a positive review from Mary and from me. And Nick's going to hate on it. So <laughs> it's just the way it is. I, it could be the worst book or the best book. That's probably how it's going to break down. <laughs> I think Nick was pretty sore over losing the last, the last one because we did it as kind of like a quote unquote contest. Mm-hmm. Took it to a poll, and my book won, which was Lincoln's Greatest Speech by Ronald C. White. Mm-hmm. Um, which Nick and I we we did the episodes for that, and there was one chapter that we both were. I was trying to be so diplomatic about it. Like I did not like the chapter at all. Mm -hmm. 
Nick made no bones about it that he did not like that <laughs> chapter. And I was still trying to be diplomatic. And I think finally at the end of it, I was like, yeah, I did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Fine. But we still both came away, I think, having enjoyed the book. Because um, mm-hmm. White is a very terrific author and, and Lincoln scholar. Um, so, yeah, we will um, we'll let you know more about that as we talk about it and kind of figure out how we're going to choose a book. And we will go from there with it. But I think it um, seems to be that there's the the people want another the, the real people sort of, have the, spoken. The people have spoken. Cool. All right. Um, so moving on to our two weekly features, we have Of the People by the People uh, for this week. And Mary, you did have one that you wanted to bring up. I did. And it also counts as a review, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jim Slattery, hope I'm saying your name right, Jim. He's very frequent poster. Um, and he replies to us a lot on Facebook and he's been a huge supporter of the podcast, which we very much appreciate. He said that as we celebrate the 210th birthday, he later corrected himself. Say <laughs> 211th birthday of our greatest president. I cannot recommend the real splitter podcast more. They take deep, accurate, fascinating, and oftentimes quirky dives into everything Lincoln related to Abraham Lincoln. And it was just, it was really nice what he, what he had to say about it Um, from speeches to romance, to his romances, to civil war battles and generals and to photographs of Lincoln statues. The most recent episode is fully spellbinding. He's referring to our episode with Dave um, Wiegers, which Dave was our guest and he photographs Lincoln statues very interesting and informative episode we did with him hosts at miss bellatrix um at tangy icky who is nick and <laughs> at jeremy boyce are a ton of fun That's and me. seriously know what they are talking about um so jim thank you very much for that um you are my of the people by the people for this week and you we're also going to count you as a review too so yeah, that's okay. I, I, uh, I don't think it's a huge shock that that was exactly what I was going to talk about um, so I would just reiterate everything Mary said and, and I it was very touching that that was you know just kind of an unsolicited just a, a recommendation mm-hmm. it really wasn't even about us it was it was to, to other people to to come see us or yep. listen to us and I was very touched by that and um, his description I think was was nice to hear because that's really what we're going for he's you know he didn't say like this is going to be the most in depth and you know historically astute academic research into Lincoln. It's it's fun and quirky and um, and well informed. Um, but you know we know we know we know where we're at and yeah. uh, we know who our audience is and, and that's what we're doing. So um, that was that was very touching. So mm-hmm. thanks, thank you, Jim, for for doing that. Um, and Mary, I believe uh, we. I'm sure we kind of had a very similar thought as to when we saw those tweets. We probably both immediately thought, well, there's my of the people. Yep. Um, and then when we saw This Week in Lincoln, we're like, oh, cool. Don't have to come yep. up with that this week because there it is. So um, yeah, I think you were the first one to comment on it. So why don't you bring us our This Week in Lincoln? Okay. So our This Week in Lincoln comes to us from Ben, who I believe he lives in England. 
So mm-hmm. he's an international listener. So thank you, Ben, uh, for listening. And it's an international podcast. So, it is so. <laughs> Lincoln's International. Um, so anyway, he posted this photo in the Railsplitter Facebook group, um, and he just said hashtag This Week in Lincoln, which I think actually needs to become a hashtag now. Yes. Um, yes. So I'll just put it out there: if if any of our listeners have an idea for This Week in Lincoln, have at it. Post it. Yes. Because sometimes we we do struggle <laughs> to yes, come up like we'll yeah, be like, well, what yeah. do you want to do? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, don't be afraid to put your ideas out there because um, right. I I'm planning on starting to compile a list of them just so we have them for the show. Um, so Ben posted a photo of it's Wonder Woman um, who is beating up on I think it's an Amazon because it's from Wonder Woman Volume Seven Amazon's attacked. And it's from a graphic novel. And Wonder Woman is clearly attacking this person in a green suit. And Abraham Lincoln's head is has been decapitated from his body at the Lincoln Memorial. And at the bottom, it says, all I know is she broke honest Abe. Yeah, it's uh, and it's the, the, the artwork's pretty... I like comic book art, but... Um, the way that the the head of the Lincoln Memorial is kind of in the foreground and then they're fighting in the background and it's kind of an action shot. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, no, so thank you, Ben, for that. You saved the day for for that for us because I was kind of wondering what to do for this week's episode and that popped up, so. There we go. Thank Excellent. you. All right, so uh, that will bring us to the uh, close of this week's episode. So hopefully you liked the birthday show. Uh, where we talked about Sherman's 200th and Abraham Lincoln's 211th birthdays. Um, again, if you have any thoughts, you definitely tweet at us uh, at Rail Splitter Pod, um, and you can find us on Instagram and Facebook as well. And then, of course, our individual Twitters uh, for Mary, Nick, and myself are there as well. So, thank you for tuning in, Mary. Uh, did you have any parting thoughts for the listeners? Um, just, I've noticed a lot more people joining our Facebook group. Um, following us on twitter i think on twitter we're up to 1205 followers which is really really awesome um all of you are what help keep this show going we appreciate your posts your thoughts your ideas if you have show ideas let us know and as i said hashtag this week in lincoln Yes, definitely do that hashtag. Um, I know I said I was going to make a resolution in 2020 to get a better social media presence for my role here on the show, and I'm continuing to make an effort to do that. So um, hopefully you'll see some more tweets and Instagram posts and Facebook posts uh, from me, not just responding to whatever I responded to. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody saw the drama on Facebook this week, but hopefully you enjoyed it. (laughs) So uh, I did, you know, it's, it is what it is. So, Uh, but anyway, thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. And if you have a birthday in February, happy birthday. uh, And hopefully you get um, an audible subscription or a fear (laughs) and loathing or something along those lines. Or theater tickets. Uh, Or theater tickets. Yeah. And a, very safe space. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, thank you again for listening. We will definitely have some more content coming at you um, as we progress here into the spring of 2020. But until then, keep walking the world with malice toward none and charity for all. We'll see you soon. <laughs>